Welcome to Fully Vetted Animal Care News from the Clinic to the Farm, presented by the Ohio Veterinary Medical Association. And here is your host, Mia Cunningham, and producer, Kristen Bennett. Hello, and welcome back to the Fully Vetted Podcast, brought to you by the Ohio Veterinary Medical Association. I'm your host, Mia Cunningham, and I'm excited to welcome Becca McKee to Duton at The Ohio State University College of Veterinary Medicine, the show. Now, last year, Becca joined us for one of our early recordings about a financial summit presented by the Office of Career Development. And we had a chance to chat offline about, you know, what's going on in Becca's world. And we learned that she had some incredible time management skills. So at the time, um, Becca was a third year managing her course load, studies, multiple jobs, and last but not least, somehow managed to make time for personal life. Those of us here at the show kind of marveled at her ability to make time for everything. And we wanted to have her back to share some of her time management mastery secrets. So first things first, welcome back to the show, Becca. How are you? Good. Thank you. Glad to be back. Well, if you could just tell us a little bit about what's been going on with you since we saw you last. Yeah. So um, since last year, I've started my fourth year of veterinary school. So Unfortunately, due to the pandemic and uncertainty surrounding travel, um, most of my externships actually got canceled, which was a bit of a bummer. Um, But I've been very grateful that I've been able to kind of coordinate alternative experiences at Ohio State. So right now I'm actually in the renal pathology service. So Ohio State actually hosts the International Veterinary Renal Pathology Service, which is really awesome. So that was just kind of like one of the cool little externships that I get to partake in aside from visiting schools. So it sounds like you were able to still salvage something. Oh yeah. The summer. <laughs> so if you wouldn't mind telling us a bit about, you know, your time management skills, like where did the talent come from? Was this something that just came naturally to you or did you have to work to perfect it over time? So I think that the earliest I can remember time management wise was really early in undergrad. I had always been working since high school and I think there was my freshman year um, of undergrad. I didn't work. I was really only focusing on school and I realized it was kind of out of necessity that I was just like, ah, I could use like a little extra spending money and I also wasn't entirely sure what I wanted to do. I was actually on track to go to pharmacy school. So I was in essentially a position after my first year of college being, all right, I kind of need to find a job. I don't quite know what I want to do. I thought it was going to be pharmacy school and this just isn't it. And also balancing academics. So I did some soul searching, figure out I wanted to go to veterinary school, and then I realized I was quite far behind in terms of gaining experience. And the unfortunate thing about gaining experience for veterinary school is most of it's unpaid. I realized that wasn't going to be sustainable for me to only do and only focus on unpaid internships or unpaid experiences just to get to veterinary school. And I really felt that there was still value in paid work because I think if you're going to be contributing to something, you should be compensated appropriately. So really the the time management came from having kind of those three sectors of my life, which is paid work, getting experience in this field that I was interested in and very passionate about as well as needing to still do well in school. From that, I kind of sought out more off-the-ball experiences, more non-traditional experiences, which has kind of led me to my more non-traditional pathway and interests. But I ended up finding a few jobs. I still want to do well in school. And it was really just understanding my own limitations and when it was okay for me to say no. That kind of led to the quote-unquote mastery of that skill. 
this is definitely what has made me who I am as a person right now. Take me through your thought process. So let's say you've got this plethora of tasks that you've identified that you have to do on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. How do you go about assessing those tasks to organize your time? I kind of operate on the basis of understanding what has a deadline. So what is the most immediate pressing need and kind of address that first. And then next I kind of move on to, okay, what has a more adaptable, flexible schedule? And then I always leave room for, okay, what is something that I want to do personally? And it's kind of just understanding the balance between all of those that leads to productivity. Because even though I think it's super, super easy for most of us to not prioritize what we want to do, but realistically, you're not going to be as productive or the thing that has the deadline tomorrow if you don't take care of yourself first. Understanding and recognizing signs of I'm not being my most productive self right now, taking care of you first because you're ultimately the one that needs to do what is important, and then stepping back and being like, okay, this deadline's tomorrow, let's crank this out. And being flexible with what your expectations are in terms of addressing goals. So for like paid work, for example, you got to make your shift. You have to be there. But if there were instances where I was sick, I wasn't going to put myself or others at risk and just like explain that to my boss and they knew because I had shown up all the other times before versus if it was a group project that we had discussed we were going to do something by this day and perhaps it wasn't due for another two weeks that one I knew as long as I contributed enough to where it showed that I wasn't fully procrastinating and let them know okay like I know we said be done by this day I had these things come up I'm doing all of this tomorrow, so don't worry. And just planning for your reaction to that, that is kind of where all that prioritization comes in. There's a lot of moving parts, which can seem overwhelming for people. So it's not something that I would recommend like, yeah, like after you hear me talk about it, go ahead and get five jobs. Like you, you have to add things very, very incrementally so you can understand where your limits are and when you need to start saying no. Because I think that's the other thing too, is people don't recognize that it's totally okay to say no to certain tasks or opportunities and everyone just feels like they have to do everything. And I think that does yourself a disservice because you kind of leave off the you aspect and what's important to you. Let's say that I'm one of those people that can't say no and I've taken on more than I can chew. Have you ever been in that situation where you've had to just kind of step like, okay, all right, this may be too much and delegate some other tasks to people? Oh, 100%. Um, okay. I was president and founder of an organization in undergrad called Pets for Vets that focused on pairing up shelter animals with veterans. And the name has since been changed, but that organization is still ongoing. That wouldn't have been able to happen if it wasn't for me recognizing that I needed to let go of certain aspects of it to give other people the opportunity to thrive. I think early on, I recognized that I wasn't 100% like the best at every single aspect and acknowledging that and then giving other people the opportunity to shine is not only important for leadership but also really impactful for your team and productivity so we ended up doing a ton in our two years of me being the president only because it wasn't just me it was an entire network of hands that were touching every aspect of that project can you run for president I've definitely thought about getting into politics before. <laughs> it's such a weird world. 
I feel like I don't know enough about it at this point, but I'm like, I'm certainly interested because I think now is a really interesting time because you're seeing a lot more for the people, politicians creep up in smaller sectors. You are seeing a few more working class people be like, hey, no, I want our voices heard. So it, it's definitely interesting and it'll be cool to see the changes in the next coming years. If you ever want to run, let me know. I'll stop for you. <laughs> yeah, I got one vote for sure. <laughs> I got you and my parents. <laughs> So in terms of like any tools that you use to stay organized, can you talk to me about apps? Are you old school? Do you like pen and paper? Like what works for you? Yeah. So I used to be a hardcore like pen and paper girl. Like I need my calendar. Let me like do color coding and highlights. And then I recognized early on in undergrad that there were just so many repeating events that I was losing my mind writing down like exam on Monday, like every single week of a semester, especially in vet school, because that's basically your schedule is you have an exam on every Monday. So I started using Google Calendar pretty religiously because of those automated event features. Basically, whatever online calendar app that you use, like all of these should have the same features, right? I strictly use an online calendar because I don't have to be afraid of like leaving a notebook somewhere that has my entire life planned. Everything is on the mysterious cloud. So whether I only had my laptop by me um, in vet school, your iPad is by your side all the time, and I always have my phone on me. So to have what my availability is accessible to me at all times is kind of in a to understanding what you're doing and when and kind of when you should make time for certain things between that and then I actually I have a personal calendar that I have and then I overlay it with a vet school calendar so on my personal calendar I have paid work any organizations that I'm involved in I'm interested in supporting and then just like personal appointments I will sometimes put meetings with friends if it's like a friend I know we're both pretty bad about keeping in touch and that's like a hangout that wouldn't happen unless we like both like scheduled it and being like we are going to hang out on this day and then on my school calendar it's like all my assignments all my exams what my classes are things like that and that has worked pretty well so how have you adapted your schedule um, living kind of in a COVID world? It really has stayed the same, but I think what I've offered myself is just a little bit more flexibility because I think everyone's dealing with the same thing of feeling like the days are just blurring into one. I haven't been too hard on myself. So I'm studying for boards right now is like the big thing as a fourth year. And I offer myself a little bit of grace if I wake up one day and in the morning I'm like, oh, you know, we're going to crank out some practice questions like this evening. It's going to be great. And then by the time I am done for the day doing whatever school oriented thing, I'm like exhausted. I know I'm just going to get frustrated if I have to sit here and do that prep. I'm going to take this day for me. So I, I did that yesterday, last night. I was just getting a ton of questions wrong, and I was like, this is, this is going to be pointless. I'm not going to retain anything. I'm not going to learn anything from this. So I watched Netflix. And then this morning, I had woken up a little bit early. I was feeling fresh, and I did the remaining questions that I needed to do, and it was way more productive. I ended up not getting as many wrong because I was in a better mindset. I think people mistake productivity with doing things just to do them rather than making sure you're also doing things well and knowing what it takes for you specifically to be in that appropriate state. This is a very well-balanced approach. Yeah. <laughs> little well-being training on the side. <laughs> 
Most people feel like to be a productive person, like you have to make all these sacrifices. And I think it's the complete opposite. I think you need to have a good sense of who you are as a person and what is important to you. Because ultimately, again, like you're not going to be as productive as you could be if you have all these needs nagging at you, whether that's household chores or whether that is I want to go out and do something fun because I deserve it. And I love that you touched on the self-care piece and again, the balance and knowing that you have to know what your threshold is. Yeah. If you could leave like one gem or one nugget with our listeners mm-hmm. about time management, would you have any suggestions? The biggest one I think is just be honest with your ability. Everyone wants to think that they're superheroes and you probably are, but you're a superhero that still has limits. So know when to say no. Getting into the veterinary field, it was so easy for me to just seize every opportunity that came my way. In a lot of cases, that's totally fine. But if it's something that you want to give 100% to, but you're only going to be able to give 80%, I think it's important to recognize that and not put the expectation on yourself to be 100% everything. Because ultimately, if whatever organization that you're getting jazzed about, if it's not going to succeed with you giving 80% of your effort, I think it's important to let that opportunity go to someone who is going to be able to dedicate that time and then you can act as a buttress for that person. We place so much emphasis on leadership without actually defining that leadership can also encompass acting as a supportive role rather than being that head-on person. People don't have to do everything. It's totally okay to be in vet school and not have a paid working job if that's not something that you can handle. There's absolutely no shame in that. Yes, you could be doing all of that, but if it's going to drive you crazy, it's totally not worth it. But then at the same time, too, I think it's important to keep yourself accountable with that. If you said that you were going to do something and you made that known, you need to do what you can within your limit to meet that need. And then be flexible and adaptable. I think it's important to, again, not be so strict with yourself to where you're beating yourself up over not doing something. Because usually by that time, that has already happened in the past. It's not productive to just continuously dwell on that without actually learning from it. If you have the ability and the self-reflection to be able to go back and be like, okay, what could I have done better in this situation? Next time this starts to happen, I have like at least a little bit of a game plan. And then with that flexibility and adaptability, if you have people around you that have strengths in a certain area, definitely help them play up on that. Get people to help you because there's no way that any of us can do pretty much anything alone. It's not great to put that expectation on yourself when I can almost guarantee every single person that you've interacted with has not gotten to where they are right now all by themselves. And then the last thing is just know how to prioritize your tasks in conjunction with your mental wellness and ability to handle that. Because if you're not in a good place, if you're super distracted because you haven't been able to have like a good emotional outlet for a bit or If you have chores all over your house and you're just like, oh, but I need to get this paper done, but you just constantly keep thinking about the dirty laundry in your closet, you're just not going to be as productive as you could have been. So if you're focusing on a task with a deadline, taking five minutes away from that to do what you need to do to be in a better place mentally, I think that is more important. Totally invest in yourself because, again, nothing that you want to do is going to get done if you are not okay to do it. 
I remember there were a few weekends where I felt pretty good about the class and I could have spent all of my Sunday studying, but I had looked over the material and didn't feel like I was going to retain any more of it than I already had. So while some of my classmates were cramming in the library, I made the conscious decision to go rock climbing instead. Like, this is something that I want to do. I just need a day to feel like I'm not in vet school for a second. And, you know, could I have made an A plus on that exam if I had studied for the entire Sunday? Maybe. I still did pretty well in that class. So, you know, it's just giving yourself that flexibility and just being kind to who you are as a person. Are you familiar with the insights training? I'm not, no. It's along the lines of like Myers-Briggs, just personality assessment. And so they are tooling it specifically for veterinary, um, veterinary profession. And so I had attended a class and of the 10 people in the class, 80% identified as empaths and people pleasers. Mm-hmm. And that, it wasn't just a specific class. They've been doing it for like 10 years mm-hmm. and the demographics are consistent throughout the classes. So the vast majority of people that have come through the program, um, and I think it's safe to say the profession, you're empaths. Yeah. So I think because of that, it does make it difficult to, to say no, because mm-hmm. you don't want to disappoint people. Um, you you want to please them. You want to make sure that they're happy, but it comes at such a personal cost. Mm-hmm. And so knowing how to, like you said, you know, kind of take stock and know where to draw the line so that, you know, it can be enjoyable. You can learn what you need to learn. Like, you yeah. know, it just, it, it makes more sense. Yeah, I think put so much shame and like saying no to an opportunity. I was definitely worse about it in undergrad, but I was also much younger then. And I also wasn't as busy then. So I think recognizing like, hey, yeah, this is something that I'm interested in and like passionate about, but not feeling the need to have to take that lead and have to take on that responsibility. I think that's what makes a person more productive because you recognize what you're good at and what you're not so good at. Like someone in the class above me who graduated last year asked if I wanted to take on the shelter medicine program. And I was just like, wow, I'm super honored that you thought of me. And we had like a great conversation about it. But I was just like, ultimately, as much as I would love to help, I have a lot of things going on right now. But I know two other people that would be really, really fantastic and would put 110% into this. You need to like offer other people the time to shine as well. I love it. There are even some nuggets that I'm going to take away from this because I am like the worst. <laughs> the absolute worst at organizing our time. So, but I think the, the bigger things that stood out to me is just honestly because I struggle with just be kind to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's something that's you know important for people to hear because I know there's a lot weighing on all of us and especially again living under the circumstances that we are I think it might be a little more challenging to be kind to us right now so so that's I found this to be very helpful so thank you so much again for being here yeah. with us and you know good luck as you, you tackle your fourth year so you're almost done <laughs> yeah yeah it's the home stretch so so I think you've provided some really really good information and I hope that people uh, take a lot from it so like I said I know I'm taking notes um <laughs> I'll let you get back to your day. All right, Ladybug, you have a good afternoon. You too. The Ohio Veterinary Medical Association is always seeking ways to enrich your member experience. To access resources mentioned in this episode, share your feedback and suggestions, and send us an email or voice message, please visit www.fullyvettedpodcast.com. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you prefer to listen so you never miss an episode. I'm Kristen Bennett, and on behalf of the OVMA, thanks for listening to Fully Vetted. We'll see you next time.